Shalom, and welcome to Bible Stories as Blueprints of the Soul, your Biblical Hebrew podcast. Shalom and welcome to our Biblical Hebrew podcast. Today I wish to speak about Tamar in an expanded way and explain in which surrounding she appeared and what is the source of her family because in Genesis 38 we just meet her and the laws of the sages they complete the picture. So let's start with the fact Tamar was the daughter of a king, ancient king named Malkitzedek. We meet the name Malkitzedek in Genesis 14, verse 18, when Malkitzedek, the king of Shalem, offers to Abram bread and wine after he brings back his nephew Lot from captivity. What is the name Malkitzedek? In Hebrew, Melech, Melech is a king, and Tzedek, Tzedek is justice, justice. So, Malkitzedek means the king of justice. The question is, what is Shalem? Shalem in Hebrew, complete. Shalem is the former name of Jerusalem. Again, Shalem is the former name of Jerusalem. So, Malkitzedek, the king of justice, is the king of Shalem, is the king of former Jerusalem, and he is the father of Tamar. So Tamar is a princess of Shalem. But who is again Malkitzedek? The sages say that Malkitzedek refer to Shem the son of Noah, the son that came from the ark and made the first sacrifice after the flood. So, Tamar, again, Tamar is the daughter of Shem. In a way, Tamar is the granddaughter of Noah. She is the princess of former Jerusalem. She is the daughter of a king who is the king of justice. So this is a bit about the background of Tamar. Now let's look into the background of Judah. Yehuda is the fourth son of Leah and Jacob. Judah, Yehuda, is the fourth generation from Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah. Between Abraham and David, 
There are fourteen, one to four, fourteen generations. Abraham is the first generation. Isaac is the second. Jacob is the third. Yehuda, Judah is the fourth. Peretz is the fifth generation. Chetzon is the sixth. Ram is the seventh. Aminadav is the eighth. Nachshon is the ninth. Shalma is the tenth. Boaz is the eleventh. Oved is the twelfth. Yishai is the thirteenth. And David is the fourteenth generation from Abraham. The volume of the word David, which is written in Hebrew in three letters, Dalid, Vav, Dalid, for Dalid is four, Vav is six, together they make ten, plus another Dalid is fourteen. The volume of the word, the name David, is fourteen. This is very interesting because David is the fourteenth generation from Abraham and the volume of his name is 14. In Hebrew we don't write numbers, we write letters. So instead of writing 14 we write Yod which is 10 and Daled which is 4. Yod and Daled creates the word Yad. Yad is a hand, a palm. So, this is interesting that the 14th generation from Abraham has the meaning of also a hand, Yad, also a friend. For Yad and Yad, Yod, Dalid, Yod, Dalid is Yadid. Yadid is a friend, is a very good friend. So this is regarding to the dynasty that comes from Abraham until David. But let's go back to Judah. Judah is the fourth son of Leah and Jacob. He's also the fourth generation from Abraham. And if we double, we take this number, fourth son of Jacob and fourth generation from Abraham and we use the mathematical value of double, four, double four, four generations from Abraham, double four, son of Jacob and Leah, we have the number 16, 16, and 16 double, 10 generations from Judah to David, 16 double 10, 10 generations from Judah to David, we have 160. This is the volume of the word tree in Hebrew, etz. Etz is 160. Another interesting relation we find in the name Yehuda. The name Yehuda is written in five letters, Yod, Hey, Vav, Dalid, Hey. 
two letters are interesting in this moment is Yod and Dalid, because already the name Yehuda implies over his successor, David, because in the name Yehuda, we find the two letters that will be the volume of the name David, Yod and Dalid, the Yad, the hand. Another interesting way to look at the name of Tamar is the following. The volume of the name Tamar is 640 for Tav equals 400, Mem is 40, together is 440 plus 200, which is the letter H, gives us the volume of 640. Mathematically, this is interesting number because 8 double 8 is 64. 8 is the number that reflects the soul, the soul. The number 8 in Hebrew, Shmone, Shmone. Shmone, we write in four letters, Shin, Mem, Nun, Hey. The same letters, but in different order, gives us the word Neshama, soul, Neshama, Nun, Shin, Mem, Hey, Neshama, soul, has the same letters like the letters of the number Shmoni, eight. So, eight, double eight, gives us the volume of 64. Double ten, which is the full portion of the relation between heaven and earth. And then we have 640. This is very interesting relation to the volume that reflects the name Tamar or Sun in Hebrew, Shemesh. What is interesting in all of this process is to see how the Bible thinks of reality. is not what human think of reality or how human perceive life on earth. It is very interesting to think as the Bible thinks. And when we gradually adopt this kind of thinking, how the Bible thinks, because the Bible thinks in metaphysics, not in human materialistic perception. Once we adopt this kind of thinking, or we get used to think in those terms, we see the Bible as infinite playground. It's an open code. And this way and this name gives us entry to this name and this happening in the history and so on. It's an open code. Everything is possible. So the tradition way is to look at the Bible as a book of laws and to cut what is forbidden, what is allowed. And this is a very childish way to look at the Bible. 
I hope we can grow from those uh, childish versions of perceiving life in general. The Bible deals with metaphysics, with an abstract perception, with a spirit dimension. And I hope that while speaking about it in the way the Bible sees itself, we can shift our perspective and look wider at life in general. So thank you for the questions that you write and your comments on YouTube. They give me a beautiful direction of speaking and I wish you ask more and we continue our conversation. You are all invited to our weekly sessions. We have four every week from Monday to Thursday at 17 hours Israel time. But the next two weeks we're going for semester vacation and we shall resume our sessions in December 2nd. So please, we have an open door for everybody. You are all invited. Don't hesitate. You're all welcome. And we hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Bible Stories as Blueprints of the Soul. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to hear more about a certain topic, just write us an email to hebrew at learnoutlife.com. We are always happy to hear from you. For more episodes, videos, and articles like this, please visit our website at hebrew.learnoutlive.com. We also would like to invite you to join our live classes. Just search for Online College of Biblical Hebrew on Facebook and start learning now with students from all over the world. Kol Tuv and Shalom.